Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Krimbus. To you. To, to us, to you as well. And to everyone listening. Oh, I was saying that specifically to you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I took it to me. Yeah, okay, good. And to you. But also, happy holidays, Merry Christmas <laughs> yeah. to, to all the listeners. Yes. Um, first off, subscribe. Mm, subscribe. Just right now. Please. Just stop. Do it. Give yourself a present. Give us a present mm-hmm. of subscription. Yes. It's a free subscription. Yes. And you don't have to worry about you know, like someone missing it, missing your driveway when they throw it. That's true. Or it landing in your mailbox. Nobody will hit your house with no. like a... Paper. Yeah. Yeah. These are the funnies. Um, <laughs> except we're not the funnies. Yeah. We're not funny. Mm, um, looking. So this is, maybe this will be a longer intro, mm-hmm. but it won't matter because it goes oh, well. into us just talking to us about ourselves much. anyway, kind of. Yeah. How great but, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. um, I think we should explain this episode a little bit because it's different. Yeah. So, Basically, like the way the calendar worked, um, we knew that we would have an episode coming out Christmas Eve, and we weren't really a hundred percent sure what to do. So, some people have asked for a just kind of like a the crew of like, right. what I did. Mm-hmm. They wanted us to ramble, um, and we thought it was a really cool chance <laughs> to get Heather and Tyler, who are kind of behind yep. the scenes, yeah. give them a chance to talk and for mm-hmm. people to meet them and kind of know a little bit about them. Um, and also, it's we're halfway through kind of what we'll look at as a year right. worth of content. And yeah. so this was just a cool moment to stop and just kind of reflect on how we got where we are mm-hmm. now, what some of our plans are for the future. Yes. Um, and kind of the backstory. Yeah. Right. A little bit of a like behind the podcast. Right. Right. On storytellers. one. <laughs> we Pod are being one. PBP. Yes. P- yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, look what I did. Dot net. So we live streamed this one. Mm-hmm. If you were a Patreon, you were able to actually take part in the conversation. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, some live questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, technical glitches. Yeah. But uh, it gave us a really good idea of how that would work. And we've talked a little bit about maybe live streaming future interviews with guests as a patreon only thing Mm -hmm. um and that being said i'm extremely thankful for our fans that listen to the show because it it makes it really exciting like this is something aaron and i would do if it was just us we would definitely go talk to people still but it the level of interaction with the community makes it something that's like fun and engaging not just a once every other week thing yep I assume that's how you yeah, feel. That's ex- pretty much so exactly. It's been really cool. It's been cool to watch this grow. It's been cool mm-hmm. to talk to people who listen to it. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and there are there are elements of this that we couldn't do without the support of the community, right? And some people actually support us by going to patreon.com forward slash look what I did. And pledging as little as one dollar, and that yeah. gets them access to extra content. But more importantly, it really makes this—it's not free to run this. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has a pretty significant <laughs> cost to put out this content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, thanks, it's, yes, <laughs> thanks to these Patreons, uh, they actually really take a decent chunk of that um, on themselves. And yeah. so, I think we should take a moment to thank our Patreons. Yes, I do too. I'll let you do it from the top. Here we go. Here we go. 
warm up a little bit, right? Okay. Um, thank La, you. Da, 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 da. La. All right. Thank you, Allison, Alan, Brian, Chad, Cindy, Deborah, Dryad Gaming Company, Holly, James, and Josh. Thank you. you guys. Yeah. I never actually get to list the names, I don't think, but I also <laughs> thank you just silently apparently. Yeah, it's 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 humbling. It's very nice to know that someone says, "Hey, I like this. I believe in it. Here's a bug." So, I don't know if there's really a whole lot more to say about no. this one that uh we did record it in a totally different environment, so yeah. the sound is probably mm-hmm. a little bit different than normal. Yeah. Uh to be honest, as we're recording this intro, I'm still actually editing <laughs> the episode itself. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll find a solve there. Without further ado, mm-hmm. uh, here is us. Enjoy. Well, we'll probably, we'll probably introduce it, but yeah. I'm going to start with, so we're here with... <laughs> We're here with two very special guests. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, and and some live people, <laughs> and maybe some Twitter people, and uh, but yeah. So there, there's. I, I just want to start by saying that uh, this podcast would not be what it is today for sure without the two people that are sitting here. Mm-hmm. And so we're super excited to have uh, Tyler Orsack and Heather Hill, and um, they help us do the podcast, but. Anyway, Tyler, give us a little Hello. bit about uh yeah. Greetings. Give us a what you I've got the headphones on so I hear yeah. everybody, who, but who I have to remember you? that you guys don't. <laughs> who are you to us? Yeah. <laughs> I am I am the the wild horse that came in from the pasture that nobody knew before. Right, is this WWE yeah. or Yeah, what? also. Yeah. <laughs> we don't refer to Tyler as a wild horse. Yeah, yeah, they call me the vampire. It's true. <laughs> he disappears for long stretches of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Tyler Orsack. I know this group through Aaron. I, first, I knew Aaron from ever since I've moved up here to Fayetteville, good old Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, he is over at the camera store, and he always takes care of me. He's such a cool guy. And he mentioned one day that he was doing a podcast with his friends. And I said, well, hey, you know what? If you ever need a hand with anything, just holler at me. Um, I do some sound recording every once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be helpful. Yeah. And Took him up on it, and then here we are. Yeah, but yeah, ever since, fun. yeah, and then but enough about me. All right, My let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm Heather, and I, you know, known Daniel and Aaron for a while. And they like to talk a lot, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's like the perfect outlet for them, I guess. But I film them while they do it and take the pictures, mm-hmm. and you know, it's pretty fun. What are your uh, job titles here with us? We just made them up. They may not even know their own job titles. If they've listened to the podcast, they have. Yeah, all the way to the end, Tyler. That's right. All the way to the end. Uh, Yeah, because everybody listens to podcasts (laughs) all the way to the end. (laughs) I know I do. I do repeatedly. (laughs) Get to the end. You good there? (laughs) Cranking that down? Yeah. If you want to, like, shorten that arm, it won't lower on you as much. It may help, yeah. Okay. How did you... Oh, we swapped. I switched because I suppose I'm just the mic. Right. That's your... That is your sticker. Oh, that's fine. So I'm just building John Sandy's. I'm I'm building consistency. Yes, thank you. There you go. Um, Built by Juan, Uh, audio audio engineer, sound engineer. 
but yeah. I'm not really and engineering. You just use like sound design by sound yeah. design. Yeah. Got yeah. It. yeah, I mean Daniel does all the in digital director hard by work. Heather digital Hill. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's her yeah. right. name. All that's of right. our imaging mm-hmm. and uh, the DD website stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of the some of the the deeper parts of our I want to say like backbone of like doing this stuff because what it what it does is it takes away the need for Daniel and I to try to do it, which actually opens up and helps us have a better interview. Cause that's mm-hmm. the way it, like there were things I forgot to do with our very first episode with Alan, you know, as far as shooting images and this and that, we didn't even get a picture of him, let alone other stuff. So yeah, I'm really glad we went back and recorded him cause that was such a good interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool was that? It was really good. We have one more and we probably should go back and redo sound wise. Yeah. 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 Oh, we can. It'll be uh, awesome. So I, it's weird to interview yourself. Like, <laughs> right. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Daniel. Yeah. Should I, should, should we do the interviewing? You guys get to talk about yourself this we can time? Just interview each You can ask other. Questions. Yeah. Yes. Can I, okay. Yeah. We could ask questions about each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that'll yeah. be yeah. interesting. So, Tell me about how long you've been like in Northwest Arkansas. Have you, you guys have told me obviously, but maybe everybody needs to know through the podcast, like how long have you guys sort mm. of resided in Northwest Arkansas and lived here? You grew up here, right? For the most part? Uh, I moved here when I was like early teens, right. like 11. Okay. Around there. I moved here when I, I was about counts. six yeah. from Washington state. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I'm def- I mean, I'm from here at this point. Yeah. I would say for sure. A good majority of my life. Yeah. And Heather, you're Mostly. from... Hel- um, not Helena. Did you say hell? No, yeah, you're from hell. <laughs> <laughs> we all know where you're from. Yeah, well, <laughs> also known know, as... I'm from central Arkansas, Cleveland. Everybody thinks the Ohio. Yeah. yeah. You, I, would, I wouldn't correct that. I just feel like Cleveland. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, dot, same... I mean, dot, dot. It almost doesn't exist. There's like one gas pump. Haven't we interviewed two people from yeah, Cleveland Chad. though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chad and, and the Alan Brent. The first yeah. episode of the new year, Alan Brent. Yeah. Will be, Holy crap! Yeah. That's right. So there's and one gas most station, of those but two guests have moved look what yeah. I did. here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, including Heather's parents. So there's like three. Oh people yeah, they left. followed me up here. Me and my sister. <laughs> uh, that's right, and her sister. It's so, an exodus. So there's like anyway. four people left in Cleveland. <laughs> I think kind of talking about like the something I was curious about. Uh, two things I think. Boy, that's weird. So one thing that I think audience-wise might be germane is how we came to this and yeah, why yeah. we do it. Yeah. I, one thing that I'm super curious about, as I started thinking about it, it was like, why on earth Tyler and Heather <laughs> decided to do it? Because it's totally free on their part, right? Like, they just show yeah. up and do it. Um, so I'm definitely curious about that. But I think uh, the origin of this, to me, is at least a little bit interesting. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. It's I been... Th- building i guess yeah, to this point so but. aaron and i met a long time ago i was probably 16 i think when we met yeah and we met through music and so we mm-hmm. and then have just maintained being friends through that and uh, uh we used to do a pretty regular like cigar night on mondays and they're kind of i stumbled into a podcast probably five years ago four years ago like just listening to them mm-hmm. and it just became one of those things that was like I think I would be good at this, doing this thing. I like talking, as Heather pointed out earlier. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as she nods silently. And um, I think we all are, yeah. So we kind of took like stabs at it that we would record like times, nights. Yeah, and it would be really funny to us, but it'd be yes. 10 minutes. And it just didn't, it didn't make sense. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, no form. 
Um, hmm, our Patreon thing might need fixing. But uh, so anyway, we yeah, it didn't follow anything. It was like, yeah. well, you can hop in on the. It just didn't make sense. It didn't, it didn't work. No. <clears throat> and so I, I probably spent, I don't know, I spent a lot of time thinking about what what would it be like a fiction podcast that you would write and produce or, you know, like what, what could it be? And then I started listening to this podcast, making it, um, it's Jimmy Dresta, Bob Claggett and David Pichuto, and they're all makers and they just every week get together and just kind of talk. And I was like, well, Aaron and I could totally do that. Like we <laughs> kind of do our own, you know, makerish type stuff. And, uh, but it was like, nobody, nobody would really care <laughs> what we have to say. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and so then the idea was, well, we could bring people on mm-hmm. to talk to them about what they do because people would care about that. And so I so knew... we know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew I knew some people. Aaron definitely knows a bunch of people as well. And so between the two of us, we were able to kind of fill out a calendar pretty quickly of people we could talk to. Yeah. And it honestly kind of allows us a cheap excuse to get into like into people's studios and workspaces that you... You're not going to be able to just like, hey, I just want to come over and hang out at <laughs> yeah. Shire Post Mint for the day or whatever. But <laughs> sitting down and talking yeah. to people and being in that workspace and seeing how people work and uh, it to me, it's something I would do even if there wasn't an audience. Yeah, and it's um, a good excuse. Yeah. yeah, and so it's been a ton of fun and I, and it this whole thing keeps building. Already, we have guests lined up for next year that I'm super super stoked about mm-hmm. and have done an interview or two for next year already and. Uh, so yeah, I just it's something that I'm passionate about and I think it helps build the the creative community in the area and Yeah, so a lot of so people that are that. things that we've talked about and then I've talked to people that I know, you know, they're like, Wait, these these are all people that are here. Yeah. And it's like, well yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the folks that we've released already are widely known, you know, mm-hmm. regionally somewhat, you know, and like Olivia Trimble, you know, nationally. And, and quite a few other people. I'm not trying to hole anyone into just here. But uh, there's a lot of sort of unsung talent that I think a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And it's, it is an interesting way for us to go in and to talk to these people and kind of become a small part of their lives for a brief moment, but to share what they're about more so even than just what they do, but who they are, I think is also another thing that this has kind of opened up, which... It, it's amazing how many people that we've had, you know, we're in their homes, in their workspace, or they're in, you know, we meet at Daniel's or wherever that we go, and they, they open up personally. Yeah. You know, and I think that's another thing that makes this really great is that people are able to do that and to feel free to do that. Plus, it sort of lets people know that, hey, they're human. Mm-hmm. You know, we're human. And it's it's awesome. Some of the struggles that we all have, you know, yeah. um, different things that they've talked about and that we've talked about throughout all of this. That's been I mean, really that, good. That's one of the main reasons why I like just podcasts in general is because you feel like you get to be in on like a conversation and you're sort of like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and you hear like the people behind like the thing, you know, or whether yeah. it's like music or, or a movie or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. because like I watching think my, the extras. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, on a DVD. Mm-hmm. DVD yeah. extras. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my favorite part of it is just hearing like people be normal and have like normal conversations. Yeah. Like 
my favorite things in podcasts are when they get sidetracked and they start talking about like their favorite movies and stuff like that. Yes. Like there's nothing to do with what they're No, and that's that's they do. sort of our whole everything that we do is yeah. off off track sometimes. But that's just the way it is. Are we back up? We got some. Yes, yeah, so our live stream is uh, functioning. I may have gotcha. missed a button. First live stream. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Hey. Well, and you can here. you Josh can talk on the screen. Ooh, Josh, feel free to. He, type. I won't be able to read it from here, but Josh I, can say stuff. Maybe I can. I can. Yeah, my my eyes are getting really bad. I was <laughs> noticing where 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 was I the other night? Oh, it was in our conference room at work. They were putting it up on the TV, and I was thinking, is, is that projector out of focus? But no, <laughs> it was definitely not. Uh, oh, hey, I hey. think it says hi. I'm yeah, assuming it, it looks like hi. two letters. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Got somebody in there. Oh, it's so weird. Inception. I'm watching myself watch myself. Right. Just make sure it's Ooh. working. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, and so that was kind of what yeah. brought you to podcasting sort of same as yeah, what Daniel well, I mean, I, I've listened to quite a few different things. You know, I, I do like a lot of true crime, a lot of serial killer stuff. Um, we could do a know, true crime season. Right. That'd but I mean, fun. there's a lot of other just goofy stuff. If we're interviewing the creator of the crime, <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I don't no, know how yeah. that would. Uh, let's, we'll, how do we'll you get a better? Edmund Kemper. <laughs> yeah, we'll get um, the better. How do, that's like the best point of view you could ask for. Oh, I think, I think it's been done. I'll, uh, I mean, it'd be cool, but I, I don't know what I would. What, what, what was I, going I through your mind? Bring to that? I, no. What look was what you did? <laughs> yeah, look what you did. <laughs> we'll just change the punctuation of the show. You know what <laughs> yeah. you did. Look what you did. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Not even last summer. What was going through your mind as you yeah. cut their feet off? Yeah. The minutes? Well, <laughs> Boy, we were getting well, went right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think, okay. like the the more that Daniel and I talked about it, there's not really. I don't think there's anything out there exactly like this. You know, we're not, it's a pretty wide varying area that we're covering with the, you know, the conversations with creators. I, it's, it can be a slew of things, you know, a whole bunch, a plethora right. of things. I yeah. Think. So you know, the original, when I kind of first pitched it to you was sort of this idea of like, it could be everything from a uh, blacksmith to landscape architects, I yep. think was my exact, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. of uh, Alan when we did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know a landscape architect, but that was like the most bizarre creative endeavor I could think of. Not Black bizarre, path. but like off the beaten path it's, kind of creative endeavor. Like mm-hmm. people don't think of that as being no, creative. Yeah, exactly. You know? But the goal there was let's think about how we define creativity, right? That it's it's broader than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've done as good a job of that this season. I think everybody seems very like, I don't know if we have seasons, but this so far <laughs> in, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we've done things that seem very kind of standard creativity in most cases, probably. Mm-hmm. But I do really want to explore next year uh, some probably lesser known versions of that because I, th- yeah. I still think that's really cool. And I think it what that does is allow people to start redefining whether they're creative or not. Yeah. Because I think you have a lot of people that um, they don't think of themselves as creative mm-hmm. And they're just doing a job, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how you view yourself, but you're a graphic designer, right? Yes. And so, I mean, I think that brings up a good question of like... We can talk about this yeah, if you want. Yeah, do you yeah. feel creative when you're hired to do, hey, I want a skull with three ships behind it? You know, like, and <laughs> yeah. then I know there are moments when you feel like you're exercising that creative muscle, but your day job, right. how does creativity feed into that? Well... 
this is something that, um, yeah, I know you guys have touched on with other guests before too. And as, as far as like, what do you feel like the differences between being like an artist creative or like, just like the difference between that and like any other job or like another, like somebody who kind of changes oil for people or something like that, I would say as an example. Mm. And the way I, as far as like speaking to graphic design or being a graphic designer, um, graphic design is problem solving, right? And we as graphic designers like to have like this real lofty attitude for ourselves. It's like, we're problem solvers. You come to us for, and we will take care of you and everything like that. And that's true. That's what we do. But you think about it is like, that's what a lot of people do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, you, you, they solve problems. You know, a plumber will come to you and solve your problem and everything. So good graphic designers are just that. But I don't know same. if I want a creative plumber. Like I want like, a standard plumber <laughs> I mean, that does the I, standard plumbing things. I kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's a guy out there who probably is a creative plumber oh, that yeah. came up yeah. with some solution that nobody's ever thought of. And right. that's, that's mm-hmm. exercising creative muscle, right. I think, that yeah. you're not like, thinking there's, about. There's a plumber out there that invented something that because he was thinking creatively or she was thinking creatively, they solved something that they solved that problem in a, in a maybe more efficient way or something like that. And I think you guys had this conversation about like a designer or a creative, like a, a a graphic designer or like as a designer in general, somebody who solves problems versus like an artist. And I think the difference comes in when, the creative designer, an artist comes at it from a point of like um, maybe some inspiration or they're telling a story or they're coming out of um, sort of the story that they want to tell or this expression they want to get out. And a designer or this problem solver that we're talking about maybe doesn't, can't have the luxury of always having that inspiration, but it's figuring out that problem even without that through basic right. skills that you learn yeah. and working through it. Right. So mm-hmm. using sort of the principles that, you know, yeah. and, and the tools that you have. Right. 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 Someone. So I think, I, so when I come across a designer or a graphic designer, Chad, I think touched on this a little bit too, where they're, they have this sort of lofty high expectation of, of themselves or like this, mm-hmm. they hold themselves in like this crazy high regard that they're above like a lot of other jobs or something like that. Then I don't think that's true at all because they're just solving problems, which everybody mm-hmm. does. A lot well, of people. Yeah. Right. So I think what's, to look at it. what's super interesting is that all of us, I, me the least <laughs> currently, but I think that everybody like has, we're all creative both personally and in some cases professionally, right? So like sure. Heather yeah. works in a, a kind of a similar, yeah, I think capacity in that sense of design. Like what do you do specifically for work? For my job, right? You, well, uh, I mean, we're not paying you, so yeah, yeah the one that pays yeah, the bills. True. Oh yeah, <laughs> your no regular money. paying. Wait, job. You ju- yeah. just now? I don't. I don't get paid. <laughs> no, for my day job, anyways. Right. I uh, mix all the inks for t-shirts we make at Be Unlimited. Like, uh, there's a team of artists that design the t-shirts, and then after they're designed, they come to me, and I mix all the colors along with my friend Alan. It's also in the office. And, uh, yeah, send them out. They get printed with all our colors. You mix the inks? Yeah, hand So mixed. there's not there's just no red on the shelf and you just pull red and put red in it? I mean, if I've already mixed it, then, yeah, there's red on the shelf. But, but there's a formula. It's yeah. Like paint yeah. on a... I mean, there's a the, formula on the computer that I follow, but... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have the you have training and experience that, and you sort of know 
how to get to that and like figure that out. Yeah, there's lots of obstacles on the way to making a color because it doesn't always turn out the right way or never turns out. The right yeah, no. Way. <laughs> well, if you're a professional. Oh right, then, yeah, we got Heather does. on the case. <laughs> well, as Ben Strawn said the other night, when she's not here being in B, mm-hmm. that the that area just sort of explodes because no one knows. <laughs> It's, you can follow the formula, but it is. I have too a many like uh, more custom to mixes yeah. Yeah. that I haven't written down. I want you guys to know that color people who are like color people are amazing. They like the color scientists and color like uh, yeah. people who figure out color and that's like saying. their job is ridiculous. Like I know a I know a colorist in a in just like in video and color science just blows my mind. I can never understand it because depending on what you're viewing it on it's going to be different every time Mm -hmm. or what light you're looking at it in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause here and say just for the live people Mm -hmm. that we are recording the sound through the computer because Uh, that, so the people farther away from the computer are going to be a little bit more quiet than the people closer to the computer. Um, But we will look at, this is a trial run of our live thing. Uh Kind of why we're doing what we're doing right this second is because we've talked a little bit about doing some of the interviews Mm -hmm. live stream as well for Patreon. Um, And so this is allowing us to test out a couple Mm -hmm. things. I do think we'll probably have to figure out how to interface sound directly into that. So we will look at doing those things a little bit differently for sure. Is there anybody in the, um, if if you're in there, can they? He texted me. Oh, he can't hear? Uh, he can hear us because we we're loud talkers, especially Aaron. But and, the, sorry. <laughs> and I've got headphones and, on, so I'm probably not yeah. going to talk as loud. And Heather, he was like, I can't hear her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate this feedback. Welcome yeah, to it's... our actual real life. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> this is, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, part two. And back. And back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, so, so Heather mixes. So Heather works in an artistic industry, right? Sure. And you work in artistic industry. I do. Aaron sells all the equipment for artistic industry. Uh, but what do you, Heather, what do you do? Because oh, you I'm do not? art. Like, you oh, actually yeah. have. Yeah. You're an yeah. artist. Oh, yeah. Well, really I cool. used to draw a lot, and I don't really anymore. I don't know why. I just stopped. You can but now my, I do. Huh? My like paper tablet and draw. <laughs> yeah, Shameless I'll just, plug. I'll just do that instead of talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to get remarkable to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I've got like way too many National Geographic's and old magazines from like the 50s and 60s that I, uh, I don't. You you do collage work. Yeah, I do collage work. So, mm-hmm. you know, just I don't even know how to explain them. Just like. Well, images. You might not have to explain it if they just went to your Instagram. Oh, yeah. What is it? That's a possibility. Um, We are shamelessly promoting ourselves. It's okay. Well, it's fine. Bird and Blade. Bird and Blade. Where's that name come from? I'm meaning to ask you. Oh, I don't know. On Instagram. You just came up with the name Bird and Blade? She's free like a bird, and she'll cut up those pictures with a blade. That's right. I like it. You're using an X Acto. Yeah, I've got Mm -hmm. a little X Acto knife, and I just like hunch over a desk for hours. Those collages are really cool. I love them. Yeah. I'm a fan. Oh yeah, and to do photography, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> really good photography. What's your downtime creative endeavor? Because I feel like you definitely have some. I know you and I have talked yeah. about film a little bit, but I don't know what mm-hmm. you're doing right now. Um, well, 
I don't have a lot of downtime, but when I, I do, you know, I do freelance when I'm not at work, um, doing my freelance. It just sounds like money grubbing Tyler. It is the same thing. I mean, it is money grubbing. (laughs) So that's my downtime (laughs) money. grubbing. I'm making money in my downtime. I'm making money. (laughs) I don't know. I'm an illustrator too. So I do a lot of illustrating, uh, even if it's just for me, I'm always practicing illustration. Um, so you guys have seen some of my stuff, yep. but there's a ton of stuff that nobody's ever seen. Well, that, well, and you're insanely that. generous with your time, too, because I've seen stuff pop up that you've just done for people to help yeah. them out. I mean, even with yeah. us, well, like, even, just pop yeah, in. And be like, floor and fauna. Hey, we're going to make a little trailer right. for a yeah. podcast. Yeah. Oh, let's make it professional. Well, <laughs> with, yeah, I mean, with, there's quite a few. With Flora and, and Fauna and Keely and, and Matt, they, um, you know, they just were showing me something that was super cool. Like, yeah. they already had something, right? And right. they were like, this is something that we're doing, and we're really excited about it, and it looks awesome. And Matt had already done or that illustration and he was like you know we're gonna put these on there and i saw like i just saw it as like you know this you're my friends right and i i want you to be really successful doing this and i can see some stuff that i you know i in my opinion you should, could be a little bit better or whatever mm-hmm. and i did it wasn't like i stepped in a backhanded with, compliment i think that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well, that's what no, i always want to avoid no, i always i never well, it wasn't that it was a i see it as a you problem guys can be solving. way more professional well no i just offered it to him <laughs> oh it, yeah it, i always want to avoid that <laughs> yeah it's, never say right, that exactly. i would have done that but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think when you step in and you say like right. hey, i want to help i, I want to be helpful right or i can I can see how I could add value to this thing. Sure. And because so, I want to support right. them in it. And I, and I never came at it as like, you, I'm going to do this and you pay me kind of thing. Like right. I, yeah, I just stepped in as like a friend and said like, Hey, cause um, I would have had to pay you in Hershey kisses. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, just I'm down by Hershey kisses. No. I'm more of a Reese's man. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. Like the um, monkey. Uh, well, okay. because the other day we had a person that, uh, Sean Sallings who I've known for a really long time and he's, a like a graphic designer as well. Uh-huh. Um, and probably uses a different title for himself, but he just kind of in his downtime, he was learning how to do a thing and sent over a revi- oh. uh, like a revision of our logo. And I cannot wait it, to release oh, this cool. new logo. Sweet. It is the coolest thing. Yeah. It nice. is so, it is exactly what was in my head. And I hadn't even talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. Just one day he sends me a photo and he's like, what do you think of this? And I was oh, like, Oh, cool. Uh, Look what you did. <laughs> more please. And free mug. Um, and I think we'll have him, I think yeah, we'll have him kisses. on the show next year as well. Nice. Uh, cause he does some really, really cool work and he's done a lot of work in town that, you know, yeah. um, and you, you just may not know him necessarily, but mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that logo, but that's another case of a person that. that's cool. oh, just yeah. seeing something mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, I could probably make that a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, and, or do something. I could bring my own version of it yeah. uh, to the table with something different. And so yeah. that was cool. You do always have to strike that balance of like, not, insulting someone yeah whatever. well and, and the that's way never he what i'm trying just to said, do no 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 and I, yeah. I wouldn't say that like i think some like i've never taken offense by somebody just showing me a thing and saying yep. hey mm. what do you think about this right you know a revision mm-hmm. maybe when i was younger i did but yeah um i you know i probably kind of hit the ground running more as a writer and it took me a long time to accept feedback right yes. because you know yeah, when that's you're always hard 12 or 14 or 18 you don't want to hear your heart and soul into this. And it's the best version of the thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, I ended up writing a movie with a guy years ago and that because you're making a movie, it obviously goes through the rounds, right? Like a bunch of people are reading your stuff Mm -hmm. and they have something to say (laughs) about it. And you just kind of had to mentally get in the spot of everybody's trying to make the best thing they can. And it's okay. It's okay to have this feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, 
like sometimes you disagree and you know your vision's right, right? Um, sometimes more often than not, that idea or something that comes from that idea is a better way to do it. And so that's why I tend to be, I think, fairly collaborative in my approach with stuff because I, this podcast wouldn't be what it is if Aaron wasn't a part of it. The minute I had the thought of like what it even could kind of be, like there was never a second that it didn't involve Aaron, right? And from, yeah. the, from the very beginning, Aaron came up with the name. Aaron came, like he added all this stuff and it wouldn't, I don't know if it would have gotten off the ground without him, you know, and sometimes you feed off the energy of the people around you. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we do that fairly well though. Yeah. You know, in our like tinkering and other things that we do aside from the podcast, you know, it's, if you say, Hey, try this or this should be this way. Or I, you know, yeah. offer an opinion. I don't think we've ever, we've developed a lot of trust over the years. Yeah. I mean, it's part of playing music together. Well, that, too. I think it's, it just says no problem. Josh is just slowly yeah, typing sure. and falling asleep. He just tries <laughs> like every once in a while, he just presses a button. He's like, I'm still here. <laughs> um, I need to check Twitter and make sure we don't have it. Oh, but, uh, so I, one of the Twitter questions, <clears throat> maybe the only Twitter question, okay. uh, ties into asking Aaron what he does in his downtime. Um, what what do you do in your downtime? Because I know what my answer would be, but I'm curious how you would define what you do in your downtime. Man. I mean, we do this, but outside yeah, of this. Yeah, we do this outside of this. Oh, man. Lately, it's just like go home and sit on the couch because holidays and retail. It's just, it has wiped me out. Sure. I fell asleep the other yeah, night after the uh, cattywampus <laughs> sat down and woke up at 4 a.m. Like eight <laughs> hours later, like what happened? Yeah. Um, for me in my spare time, I try to. I'll get it. Oh, oh start up discus full. The uh, as I tinker, yeah, you know, and I sort of have my fingers in a lot of different things as far as like you know if it's car repair, mm-hmm. if I am you know rebuilding a like a, a bandsaw from like 1963, or a, not a bandsaw, gosh, a table saw, mm-hmm. you know, that I've been working on, or like a 1950. Uh, craftsman drill press or a band saw you know which there's been a couple i've been involved with including daniels but i like to tinker i like to do a lot of different things uh, dabble in i wouldn't say woodworking you know but i mean some stuff help um a little bit of welding a little bit of just trying to find a workaround for different things and make things better every time i'd come into the camera store he aaron was always telling me about sort of the project that he had going on at well, should we clap? We're back. We're at the ish point. The ish. The ish. Is that like a... That's the ish. That should be our t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Hey, this ish year, point. I think pretty soon, actually, I've been in talks with a certain previous guest graphic Ooh. designer. Sweet. There's a chance that we are getting t-shirts soon. Ooh. Yeah. New year. Right, right. New t-shirt you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Wear it to the gym. Wear it to the parking lot of the gym where you check in to the gym and then leave. Wear it you know, everywhere. Whatever. Yeah. And just answer questions about why mm-hmm. you're wearing it. Uh, right. I do want to say a super, super special thank you to Mr. Sean Sallings for providing mm-hmm. us with a super cool update of the logo. Yeah. So we talk about it. I don't know if we've already talked about it. Or we're about to talk about it in this episode. <laughs> but... Um, yeah. He provided us with a cool update to the logo. Mm-hmm. And that's actually if you look at Facebook or the thumbnail for this episode, 
it should be live there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really neat, like, 3D rendering yep. update of a pre It was really cool. It was just neat. And yeah. it just appeared one day. Like, he just did it because, I don't know, just super sweet guy, mm-hmm. and gave Thank it you. to us. So. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. And Merry Christmas to you, sir. Yes. Um, anyway, so make sure you subscribe. Yes. Check us out on Patreon mm-hmm. if you want access to live shows like this one in the future. Um, but probably with interesting guests. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a... <laughs> but, yeah. But for a dollar a month, literally a dollar a month, mm-hmm. you get access to some cool, unedited, unabridged interview content, conversation content with previous guests, with future guests that we'll have. Um, I was talking to Helen Maringer at Caddy Wampus Chad's mm-hmm. event a, a month ago or so, and she asked where part of the interview, she was like, part of the interview got cut out. Mm-hmm. There's this really funny part that got cut out. What happened to it? And I was like, it was just too long. Like we had too much interview, but it's in the unedited, unabridged. There's this moment in there, you know, and, and, and a bunch more content, but mm-hmm. that's where that stuff has to go. Some of these conversations just go too long. We really want to try to stick to an hour format. Yeah. And, but some of these conversations are just amazing. And yeah. so you don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. And the place to put them kind of seems here. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate it. If you, if you support the show uh, in any way, sharing it with friends, sharing it with family, reposting, uh, suggesting it to people when they ask about stuff, buying a sticker, buying a mug, mm-hmm. all those things go a long way in making this possible. We are super, super excited about the coming year and what we have in store for that. And this is the last one yeah, for, the year. for the year. So Share. I don't think we say it in the episode, actually, but Happy New Year. Yeah. See you next year. Yeah, we'll talk to you next year. Finish this one out with Mm -hmm. us and subscribe, rate, review. Very important. Subscribe. Yes. Yes. Share with your friend. You're with Mm -hmm. friends and family right now. Right now. People that you don't want to talk to, (laughs) like maybe your parents. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But tell them about this podcast. (laughs) Get them listening (laughs) to something and then they won't have time to talk. Or you'll have something you enjoy to talk about together. Right. Yeah. It'll give you yeah. mutual mutual talking mm-hmm. points. You can sit there in silence and just listen. Look, this year's been weird, right? This yeah. year's been a weird year. Oh. It's felt weird. It's been kind of crazy. But there's one amazing thing that you have. <laughs> it's the silky smooth voice of Aaron <laughs> in Hello your there. ear at right. the touch of a button. <laughs> for Thank dollar. you. Look what I mm-hmm. did. Yeah. They don't have to pay for that. that no. no. Just that was free. free. That was Aaron. a freebie. All right. Free so me. let's go back. Thanks. See ya. I'm a functional guy, right? So when mm-hmm. I buy a tool, Aaron and I, and we've joked about it on some other podcasts, <laughs> I tend yeah. to like, you know, we Craigslist and Facebook pretty hard to get yeah. deals, to get equipment in. And uh, I'm the guy who's like, well, it runs. And <laughs> I'm just going to run it until it breaks, which sometimes <laughs> I power it up and it breaks right then. And uh, Aaron's the guy who, Aaron's always like restoring the tools. And I'm the guy who just wants to use the tool, right? Yeah. And that's just kind of how I look at it. Like Aaron's down hobby in my experience has been he really loves restoring these old especially like 1950s kind of era craftsman yeah. tools and they're gorgeous yeah. right mm-hmm. um, aaron possesses a, a a trait and a virtue that i think not very many people have which patience. is patience well it's patience but it's also not it's like a lack of fear on some things of like <laughs> no. taking things apart well, i'm just gonna take this thing apart and then no, be I, but I've, so I've many of my friends since i was a kid yeah, yeah you know, exactly it was so many of my friends um so many of my friends have uh have like 
I'll ask them like about like taking stuff apart or whatever it is. And they just like, won't even want to touch it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron doesn't mm-hmm. ha- seem to have that fear. And I know a lot of people that do. It's like keeps people from like messing with I think things. So one of the questions we got was like a specific tool repairing a bandsaw, right? <laughs> um, Alan Newberry, thank you for your question. <laughs> yes. Um, and you can still hit us up on Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitter at, uh, at lwidproject.com. Mm-hmm. Ask a question live right now. Uh, and Patreon, obviously, you can hit up questions uh, live through Patreon. But gotcha. so one of the questions that came through was repairing a bandsaw, and I would I would kind of broaden that out to let's answer that. What does it take to get one of these tools? Like, what are you looking at sometimes when you pick one of these up? And what's that? Pro- How did you get into Man. repairing tools? Like, why uh, that? Because I wanted something. <laughs> it's like I think I could use this. And I found one and it was a decent price. So it was already working. So that always helps. But then, you know, it wasn't as deeply on like, I think the first thing that I bought that was 60 ish, 68 years old was the drill press, you know, and it was working, but it, it needed some help. So I sort of guided it through that gently and did a lot of stuff, trial and error, but you know, got it working. It works really well. So then it was on to the next thing. Uh, you know, I have made mistakes and that I think that that, also will prepare you for the next item. You know, it's not that you're an expert after the first one, but the second and the third, you know, like disassembling a motor, you know, and hoping that it doesn't explode when you put it back together or something, <laughs> you know, it's always nerve wracking. Well, we almost had yeah, one explode. Yeah, yeah, we did. And yeah, it got really hot. Um, but I mean, there's, there's something about it. But a lot of times I think the best thing that I've learned to do is to, and it's not always the case, but I try to remember if I can, is to back away and get a new perspective, you know, even if it takes a day. Um, but it's, I, I do like taking things apart. You know, I've saved a few things and not necessarily even old tools by having a specific piece or something and just keeping a hold of it and not it, throwing it away. <laughs> and I think it's cool to see how something works. And oh, like yeah. I said, I'm normally, hey, this thing functions, so I'm going to use it because I'm building something or whatever. I like to do a little bit of woodwork and light fabrication stuff. And, uh, but we ended up, I ended up buying an old bandsaw, a 1950s ish craftsman bandsaw for a killer deal. Yeah. It was really, really Mm -hmm. good. And, uh, it, it worked. It ran fine. The, a part of it, tires on it kind of exploded on first startup. (laughs) We Tires? That was yeah. So there's mm-hmm. on a bandsaw. There's yeah. wheels. Yeah. There's these big metal like cast iron kind of wheels mm-hmm. on top and bottom that the oh. blade runs yes, around, right? Yes. And on those is a rubber tire, um, and the tire is what kind of keeps the the blade centered. So we plug this thing in, and it goes, and the tires explode almost immediately because <laughs> the dry rotted, and so I jump fifty thousand feet was, away. I wish we could have recorded that because it was Aaron's like, like what what? And I'm like I don't have tools. <laughs> I'm regular basis. They're like. Huh? And yeah. Daniel's like, I'm off the stairs around the corner. Like, <laughs> tell me when it's safe. Uh, so, bleeding down his face. Well, <laughs> and then, um, so we knew we had to repair that, right? Like, and then mm-hmm. you can just buy that and put those on. But then I also had the idea that I wanted to extend kind of the, the, my ability to cut height, right. To resaw mm-hmm. boards. And so I was going to have to fab up some stuff to make that happen. So we start kind of taking it apart to do that. And then I have it apart and it's like, well, I'm this close mm-hmm. and Aaron knows what he's doing. So let's do that. And it really comes down to cleaning 
it's a lot of just like wire brushing, getting yeah. rid of rust, getting rid of rust, getting rid of rust, mm-hmm. and then base it coat is. to prevent future rust. Um, <laughs> cleaning parts, mm-hmm. figuring out how like are are you going to restore it? Or are you just making it work right? Like, uh, so how are we going to recreate? Uh, like the craftsman logo on the side of that. Mm-hmm. And so what's cool is I think like once you start down the road for us, for me specifically, and I, I think it's happened for you, once you start down the road of doing a thing, right? Like um, if you're at all passionate about it, you're going to encounter a problem or something different that. It's not that bad. Okay. Or something different that. Uh, you want to figure out a solve for. Yeah. And so that sometimes leads to, we looked at one point at metal etching to like, to recreate the miter kind of like a miter gauge, the little mm-hmm. metal miter gauge thing. Yeah. Um, and so you start looking at like, Oh, I could powder coat my own thing. Um, and I can, isn't that done with like electricity? And yeah. Stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, any, I'm fortunate. We're fortunate to be able to like, find good deals and have the space to kind of make these little shops where we can kind of keep adding equipment and trying stuff. And, um, so it just keeps kind of like, for me, it just becomes this rabbit hole that you go down of like, I don't know. It just, I love discovering how something works. And that's once again, it wraps all the way back to this show, just finding out how photography is put together or doing collages or whatever is like, I'm fascinated by the creative mind because I feel I feel like my approach to it's super analytic. Like I'm not actually a very creative yeah. person. Um, everything's a Lego piece yeah. that I kind of like, okay, I know songs can rhyme mm-hmm. and I know that they can rhyme every other time mm-hmm. or they can write like, or each line will rhyme within itself yeah. or whatever. And you just, I pay attention to it in a really clinical way. And right. then I look at people that I feel are just naturally artistic and it, and diving into that what? No, I know reading Josh's question oh, oh, yeah. what's what's his, we'll, we'll answer it oh I was what gonna, do you, what's what you plan on making with the band saw a band uh, uh, whatever we can I uh, <laughs> so the band saw that I restored well, really Aaron probably did most of the restoration but the band saw no. was a present for the restoration it's a beautiful blue um, this question comes from Josh Ernest, who's live on yeah. Patreon. Hey, Josh, who right. I will say, I just want to shout out to this guy. He's an amazing woodworker and he has a sawmill. And so I've been out there actually Heather and Aaron and I've been yeah, out there. That's right. Um, oh, so I source I a lot of wood from him. Yeah. yeah. I source, in fact, he's probably my main source of wood. I need to come and, see you, Josh. Uh, but he, he and his dad do awesome woodwork stuff. Um, but the bandsaw for me is, it's just one of those tools that makes life easier. You know, it just, uh, getting the, if you're doing something that's not square, that's the tool that is my preferred go-to for getting my shape down closer to size. So the other day I was kind of goofing off with making a beard comb and Mm -hmm. my bandsaw was broken. (laughs) Uh, so, um, I had to pretty much like, hand saw some stuff and then like <laughs> sand until I got to the point. Cause that was pretty much my other <laughs> option. Right. Yeah. So I'm like just yeah. sitting there with all the air filtration in the world mm-hmm. and a mask and just sanding for like an hour and a half trying to sand these shapes out. But I mean, with a bandsaw, you can get it a lot closer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my, uh, my luthier friend, he would start all of his solid bodies on the mm-hmm. bandsaw. He yep. would get close and then yep. he would go in and refine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it just, it just saves time. Yep. I mean, I would say that power tools ultimately 
make a lot of dust, but just are yeah. cutting down time, right? Oh, like, yeah. Cause you can get there another way probably. Um, in most cases, it's just saving you time. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say with the bandsaw thing directly to Josh, it would be for uh, shapes. And I, some, well, he knows he has a bandsaw. <laughs> Right, but I mean, you know, specifically like yeah. cleaning up. I think you just want to know if it was Wait, Christmas present. Like tobacco Wait, pipes and like having a need for a. What did you clean up as a tobacco pipe on a bandsaw? No, if you have to cut. Oh. Like to try to cut a tobacco yeah. pipe yeah. on a table shape. saw yeah. or a jigsaw. You can cross cut sled a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I don't have a sled. I'm, I'm working into you that. You should make but one. But it's not for. A, it's just a lot of takeout. Well, you know, and the like, blade is so much thicker. Right. Um, the kerf. Oh, I would much rather use a bandsaw yeah. for. What a bandsaw yeah, for just well, and it random feels, things. This kind of thing. It's yeah. not probably safer, but it feels safer. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, also, I, my table saw is like a beast, and it's really loud. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's actually super quiet, but it's really powerful. Like you can yeah. tell when it mm-hmm. starts up how powerful it is. Two, and the bandsaw doesn't feel right. as intimidating yeah. <laughs> when you walk up to it. You're bigger than the machine you're using, which feels yeah. better, right? Mm-hmm. Also, like like you said, that you get closer to it, and it's like feels like you've got more control of it. Yeah, and that I'm going to trim my fingernails off. Yeah. Um, Intimate. It's like a vegetable banjo. Heather, you're still so quiet. Yeah. Well, I'd probably use a bandsaw to cut my legs off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd have to prop your leg up on the table with a bandsaw. What are it's you like, doing? Uh, I'm just, today's the day. I'm too tall. <laughs> it's coming off. I just want to be a little shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Shorten my shins. Um, so, oh, but... What, to what you were saying earlier about the coming at things more analytical and everything, I think I'd share that with you a lot because I don't I don't think I lean towards the artistic part of design as much as I lean more towards like sort of the figuring things out part and like just sort of like analyzing stuff. I'll spend a ton of time researching something and seeing what other people did and like kind of what was the most successful part and then maybe like 30% of my time is actually doing the thing. See, so I, I can, understand what you're saying. I can see that in graphic design, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you could probably we kind of got into that with olivia trimble that uh-huh. she doesn't she didn't consider herself an artist right like mm-hmm. she mm. just the way she approached it was kind of mathematical and proportions and yeah. fonts and things mm-hmm. and so i th- i think that's interesting that some people that you'd view as an artist don't view themselves as an artist necessarily yeah. like they're they're following kind of that lego building block thing yeah. and then i look at heather and i just have to assume that it's not an analytical structured approach. There's this like gut feeling and yeah, I feel it I'd and I produce that. like, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a puzzle pretty much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. see, I would say a puzzle still has structure, right? Like, mm-hmm. but your puzzle but, doesn't have a picture on the box. Like you're getting to some picture yeah, yeah, in your yeah. head. Yeah. What is that? Do you think your approach is analytical or is it like a, like a gut feeling, you know? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I don't really go into it expecting like a certain image in my head. I'll just like start flipping through a magazine and see it. People sitting around a table and I'm like, Oh, better rip those people out and put them in like a wasteland or something. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) I don't go into it seeing something. It just happens. She's the true artist of all of us. I've heard somebody say before that the difference between art and design, which I I think this holds water is that like art, art doesn't need you design needs you because it's solving your problem art is what it is by itself whether you're into it or not it's maybe like an expression or something that you're exploring right but so, you can still have an idea of what you want and think about it and then like 
make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, where you well, and and you know, you think so of like you think of like ways. things that are hanging up in the Louvre, right? There's a lot of portraits and stuff, mm-hmm. but those were mm-hmm. done for people. Those were done for commissions, and that's right. so. You know, then you start thinking about well, is that design? Is that like skill applied to a problem or like a request or something like that? But then you started thinking of a lot of artists who just make these sort of big works of expression. I mean, they want to sell them, sure. I mean, if somebody wants to buy them, that's great for them. But are they, do they need the viewer necessarily? Or are they just the artist? Like, I mean, to some extent, you need the viewer. Or is it art? Or is it just a thing I did? That's, well, right? that's the idea, like, right? Is it, is it expression? Is the, is the person doing it? To, for a, a problem or, or is they, are they doing it for like did somebody come to them and say I need this and follow that analytical formula whether it's like a portrait or I want you to use these colors and so on and so on. I think you definitely that's probably as close as I've I'm heard saying? a good distinction I know that on the Making It podcast uh, in a, who knows what episode but they actually get into this right. right like art and design and kind of that fine line and what's happening and so I ended up tweeting at him um, and I, I do sort of think this is this there's validity here, but that design is art. We for, we've forgotten to appreciate because there is art hmm. in some design, maybe not all mm-hmm. design. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's I'm interested in like art deco all, streamlined. I'm design. super fascinated it's, about this. I, mean, I, I love yeah. talking about this. I have a, a, an architect, an architect hopefully lined up for next year. And I think that's going to be an interesting one because he mm-hmm. and I've had this conversation a little bit before, and his view on it is different, right? Mm-hmm. And well-informed and well-schooled. And he's definitely in a profession much like you where you are called to solve a problem. Right. But your artistic approach to solving that problem is arguably the thing that they're coming to you specifically for, right? right. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so it's still art. Like, Well, I think the word art gets interchanged with beauty a lot of times where it almost where it's applicable there's a lot of design that is beautiful so like the art deco stuff that you were talking about aaron is is beautiful and the problem that i solve for you might end up being beautiful right but i think Mm -hmm. beauty gets maybe interchanged with art sometimes where somebody says oh that's artistic i think what they mean is they're saying that's beautiful yeah and but i think the kind of art that i'm thinking of that's in my mind when i'm thinking about like the quote unquote pure art or whatever is like I said, it doesn't necessarily need the viewer. It's an expression like this person that did it in their in their studio would have done that no matter what, like, cause they felt like they needed to do that. Like they needed to make this thing and get it out of their head or oh. their heart or whatever. Well, and so I think that yeah. is like art. Look at Vivian Mayer. I don't know if you guys have seen that documentary about her, like sort of a, I think I have. a discovered, there was a hashtag for a good amount of years of like people taking pictures in mirrors, mm-hmm. you know, and reflections, different things. But she was a nanny, I believe. And I don't want to say a hoarder, but somewhat of a hoarder. But she has thousands and thousands of like images and negatives. And some of these images, and no one would have seen them mm-hmm. had they not inherited or bought them in an auction. I'm trying to remember. Um, until she passed away, you know. But it's some of the most beautiful like street photography from a lady who was a nanny and some of the best wow. it's just the composition is so awesome and there is something that speaks about someone's work in that way you know she was a nanny but she was doing this and i think you know you're talking about a design or a logo i think that people oftentimes like what daniel was saying is like they see that and they forget about the part where the person came up with that had an original idea 
and there is some like mm. of themselves poured into this on certain things where it's not just like selecting a font on a like whatever app you have on your phone to drop a font, you know, like a filter on Instagram or whatever, which those are really fun or Snapchat, you know, but like dropping a, you know, lettering and stuff like that over something, but coming up with something all on your own. And I, I know a few graphic designers that, you know, their art comes out in what they design, even under a corporate, you know, uh, company that they're working for, uh, their style, get, their their style. style. Okay. and it's, it's super awesome. And it's changed a lot of the way that I look at, you know, like logos and something that someone's painted that's not just a sticker that they've printed off, mm -hmm. you know, and stuck to the wall. They may have designed it and put it on the wall, but I mean, you know what I mean, kind of the default thing. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not Commons or Comic Sans or Papyrus, I think it's wonderful, <laughs> you know. But I, I try to see and appreciate the value in graphic design and things like that because it's not just something that someone selected and copy and pasted you know and just thrown up on something a lot of times i think there's education behind it and there's right. and and there's sort of a little bit of research behind it if you're doing mm -hmm. it right and you're you're doing it properly mm -hmm. and you can speak to it yeah. uh, the thing i ask for people that bring me designs and uh is if they show me something I, and i maybe don't understand it right away i ask so why'd you do that why'd you make that choice on that mm -hmm. and if they're able to say like well this is why i made that choice and kind of explain that to me then i'm much more likely to i might still think no it's ugly <laughs> take it back <laughs> but um, yeah. I, but i'm much more likely to say like oh i see what you did there okay that yeah. kind of makes more sense when i've seen like some of the stuff that heather's drawn if anyone's ever seen and every, I, I'm not trying to take away from anyone here, but I, I can sketch and screw around a little bit. You know, I used to a whole lot more, but it's nothing in comparison. I mean, you guys, Daniel and I are sitting across from two very talented artists in that aspect. Uh, it, it's, it's humbling. It's great. You guys are really good. Sure but I've seen, I've seen some of the stuff that you've both done, and it's, I could see the, the part behind and the thought and the preparation behind of why you did that. Mm. You know, I, and I followed Tyler before we became friends, you know, like more than just an acquaintance of my work, you know, mm. like before he was involved in the podcast and I've known Heather for a amount, you know, four years, almost five. And, you know, the amount of things that have, you guys have produced is you can see that. And I think it does come through in what you're doing. If it's a, if it's a graphic for like, you know, I really appreciate the Rift Customs Thing oh yeah, yeah, that you've done for them, Another and the, you know the uh, we were talking about your collage the other day with all the separate lines where it's floating in a piece of glass, but there's several different strips in this frame. Like who'd have thought? You know, it's like you see this. For me, I see it as a like I need to you know put this hole here or cut this round or you know find a way to work around or just something in that sense. You know, like an efficiency type thing. You know, a lot of times I can look at something and say, well, this this should be this way, or maybe this could be that way as a workaround. But it's I'm not as original. You've got that analytical mm. eye that we were talking about, I don't, though. Don't sell yourself short. Well, uh, I, you're, I, 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 you're a good photographer. Right. Well, I okay, thank you. I, and I appreciate that, and I am confident in that. But I'm saying, like, as far as, like, you know, other things, I forget about that, actually. But thank you, Daniel. <laughs> I'm um, so skilled, I just put it in a drawer and <laughs> forgot about it like old deodorant. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but... But, I mean, there's there's a lot more that goes into, I mean, a lot more that goes into this podcast than what people say. They're like, oh, are you still working? I'm like, oh, yep, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it's like, not just, you know, and that's what I do with the podcast, shadows and what Daniel's doing on a weekly basis as far as editing and everything like that. It takes a lot of work that a lot of people don't see. 
I think that's one thing that sure. some of this podcast will help people see as well. I mean, there's a whole lot. We can just, I can ramble on about it. But I had a question about yeah. the as far as photography goes, if yeah. you don't yeah. mind. No. With the, for our photographers here, um, the... And it goes back to what you were saying. What was it, Vivian? Mayor. Mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, that really interests me, too, because we were talking about her taking those photos in the idea that no one's ever going to see them, yeah. right? So I think this circles back to the whole art idea mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. art for art's sake rather than <laughs> art for yes to help to serve something or like right. to solve a problem or whatever. And that's, but I, my yeah. question was is yeah. that what do you guys think about that as far as photography because I, I do a lot of photography and I'm and a lot of video right mm-hmm. but um, but I'm always doing it for people or I'm so I'm working for a client or I, I really really get to do a lot of like kind of creative stuff for mm-hmm. myself that I don't care if anybody sees it but I was gonna ask you guys Heather if um, like what do you think about just sort of photography as an art like are you because a lot of times when we think of traditional art, it's like we're expressing something or whatnot, and photography is a lot about capturing something or like saving something. I think um, it's way more fun to just take pictures for yourself. Right. I mean, you're doing it for money. That's great. Mm-hmm. And you do your best on them. But I just I went to that Prairie Grove reenactment or whatever, mm-hmm. the battlegrounds or whatever, and I just took pictures because I wanted to, mm-hmm. just for myself. Those are cool photos. And They're really yeah. good. I was like, <laughs> really good. I think I just leveled up today because <laughs> I was super Damn. proud of those pictures. And yeah. yeah. I don't know. They were, it's, yeah. I mean, but I think yeah. there's, there's a thing that everyone has a different perspective, you know, and as far as there's a few things that can't be taught or they can, but it's hard. But I think a lot of people, as far as composition goes, that's one of the hardest things that I've ever had to try to talk to someone about. Mm you know, his composition. Can, can I, so I think and in, that's it. well, I just wanted to say, cause it, you, you, Tyler mentioned that photography is capturing a moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. or could be seen as that. It could, yeah. And yeah. I think that yes, sometimes and but what I would say, especially when you, when that camera is the eye of somebody like Heather mm-hmm. or somebody like Wesley, right? Yes. That, what it is is a portal into an artist view of a situation Mm -hmm. and so nothing probably gives you a better perspective from an artist perception Mm. than a photograph taken by somebody like that because i don't see the world the same way heather sees the world until she shares it with me right right and that that whether you want to say that the product is art or not it for sure is her her lens to the world storytelling and so very much i think that it's it's access into an artist's mind just as much as a painting would be right because yeah, a painting yep. is a shallow sometimes probably a shallow reflection of the emotion you feel or whatever and I, not to downplay it I th- obviously yeah. like some paintings express very well mm-hmm. an emotion but it's it is an ex- it is a representation of their view of the world and a lot of times a photograph is an exact Hmm. an exact frame of that artist in like interaction with the world at that moment. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way, but yeah, I get you completely when you say that. I think that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense to me. And I think it, it, it does circle back. Everything that we've talked about, like personally and with our guest, are things that can be very inspiring. It could be the person that does it, you know, and what they're doing. And I think it's perfectly fine to mimic stuff. I think mm-hmm. sometimes people get caught 
up trying to figure out what the new is going to be. Yeah. Right. Like how am I going to bring something totally new to this platform? It's caught me off guard before. Mm -hmm. And I find that the times that I've been the most successful in expressing myself is allowing myself to kind of replicate for a little while, like play that cover song or, (laughs) uh, listen to a bunch of podcasts. And what if I just ripped that podcast off and did it on my own? And then once you go down that path, Mm -hmm you can then start to like find a way to riff on it. And Mm -hmm. suddenly you have like a new guitar lick or Mm -hmm. you have a, you know, man, I can almost see what the fourth verse to the song would have been. And then you can jump off from there and write your own song. Um, So I think it's okay to mimic things. And over that time, you're going to encounter a problem that you have to figure out your own solution to. And that's going to be where you start to express yourself or uh, it'll, it'll feed that fire. It'll inspire you and you'll come up with your own thing. Mm -hmm. But Um, one thing I did want to, is I want to go around the table because this will come out December 24th. So this is one of the rare shows where we know exactly where it's going to land. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy happy holidays. Hanukkah, Festivus (laughs) for the rest of us. Chris Mahonza Quanticus. Um, so yeah, but happy holidays to everyone. And hopefully you're enjoying this today or tomorrow or whenever you're giving that love on that look what i did mug and sticker yeah (laughs) it's too late now pitching that now is not gonna help well there's always next year (laughs) unless you give new year's eve gifts um that's no but i think it'd be cool to go around the table and like what everybody's goal is whether personal and professional right and i kind of maybe a a spin on i wish i could um right so like but instead of i wish i could i think making a little bit stronger like what what are you and what do you want to have done mm. by this time next year? So who wants to go first? To start with Heather. Oh, while I'm looking off thinking. Okay. Yeah, she well, was clearly the one who was no, most thinking about it. No, I was just thinking it. that, like, I don't know. I've been teaching myself a lot of new photography techniques lately, and I just want to be way better at that, pretty much. What, what techniques are you looking into? Oh, just whatever I can think of that day. I don't know. Nothing specific. Okay. I've been working on studios. More subjects. (laughs) No, I've been working on like studio lighting and stuff like that. I love some more controlled environment photography. I'm nerding out about because I I usually use available light. Yeah, because you you know I talked to you about a job I came across and it like it was a kind of slice of life photography job, right? And like immediately you think of Heather because her work is so in the moment. Mm. And I I don't know how much photography you post on Bird and Blade. Oh no, that's just for the okay. Collage that's just art. the collage yeah, stuff. My, but my so I don't know how much people have personal page. access yeah. to your photos necessarily, but uh, it is very candid and not in like a cheesy way. But like, it's just that slice of a moment of yeah. time. It's literally her view of that moment. Um, so, but I I can't wait to see what you do in a controlled environment oh, because man. that's going to be an interesting like how those two things blend. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, studio sure. lighting it, and just like flash in general, mm-hmm. even in those kind of like casual moments, can be really, really cool. Yeah, it's I bought Carolina. Awesome. I never of even thought about that stuff use. until Aaron. Really? Yeah. He was the one that was like teaching me stuff when I first came up here. So he's a photographer. Yeah, and he's way uh, what's better. your goal, Tyler? Um, so I just started on my new job, and so mm-hmm. I think the goal that I've set for myself stay employed for this year. Yeah, no. don't <laughs> don't be the scapegoat, <laughs> stay on the good side of everybody. <laughs> Right. Don't don't try to rock the boat too quick. <laughs> Why don't uh, you do that this way? Yeah, I'm exactly. A designer. No, no, no. Uh, I think the goal that I've set for myself for this year in moving into like sort of my new position and everything um, at work is I'm going to try to be much more sort of um, 
uh, I'm going to try to like increase my outlets as far as like my sort of creative intake, I guess I need to be a lot better about like kind of looking at into sort of who's, who's doing what and what's going on at the moment and sort of be a lot more sort of receptive to, I'm going to try to be constantly on like blog postings and like just websites and sort of a lot of different receptacles for design work and sort of art and everything and try to see, because in the past I've been a lot more kind of reactive and I want to be a lot more proactive as far as like things that are coming in and where, where people's heads are at in the design world and art world and photography world and everything. And that's kind of my goal. Cool. Aaron. Hmm. For me, I would have to say that my goal for next year would be to, there's a few things. I think eat better mm. would be one. Start running again as much as I do. Here's the resolutions. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, but I mean, I'm getting to the other part is like, you know, better sort of physical and mental kind of states, you know? Um, but I think I would like to, you know, play music again some more, you know, uh, see where this podcast goes with us. Um, it's going very well now. I'm very not discouraged by the podcast and what we do. I feel like we're doing a thing that's that's good. Um, and rearrange my garage and finish <laughs> up. I've got like three or four things that I need to finish working on so I can build a few things. So it's like building things to build things kind of a thing, right? And read more. Seems like reading is good. I need to read more yeah. too. Oh, like big time. Reading make is better gooder. use of my time. I think that would be the the actual thing. Gotcha. Uh, that's one thing that like Daniel's really kind of talked about throughout different episodes and with different people is like getting around and getting up and around early, you know, and and using that time wisely. Mm. So that would be something I have sort of fallen off with. Yeah, it's I, can, I, it's like, I can't stress the amount of value mm -hmm. I found yeah. in the first like three hours of the day. Yeah. You know, between five and eight o'clock, yep. the amount I'm able to get done mm -hmm. in that amount of time is yeah. unparalleled because there's no, nothing else is vying for my attention. So it's a hundred percent just right. that. And I, I mean, I've been in that position before and I've done that, but it's like, I've kind of let it fallen off, yeah. you know, let it fall off. But yeah, it would be that. Daniel, what are, uh, what are your short term goals for the next year? Short term goals. Short. Uh, so my shop space is coming together pretty well. Mm -hmm. Now I just need to hook dust collection back up. So that would be nice. Yeah. So I live longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't breathe that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, I want to breathe better because when I'm over there, I'm. Yeah. yeah. When Aaron's <laughs> making stuff, Aaron's puncturing holes in all my dust collection so he can take my shop from me. Uh, Daniel willed the garage to me. Um, so, uh, side note, I died as well because it. <laughs> so I, the whole time. Uh, I also died. <laughs> How'd you die? <laughs> well, this went south so fast. Sabotage. So uh, I think my two big things are um, I've waited a long time for something for this to happen, right? Even yeah. though we made it happen, mm -hmm. I've been waiting for that inspiration for a really long time. And so I'm super excited about the podcast and really wow. excited about the guests that we have coming up. <laughs> and my my thing right now is that as much as I would do it without an audience that I want to, I really believe in the value of the thing that we're sharing and the thing mm -hmm. that we're talking about and the platform to share these people with, a, with more people. Yeah. And that's ultimately the thing is growing the audience base, not so much for 
us, right? Mm -hmm. I think we'd all do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I really want to offer something, a platform to artists and creative people uh, that we can help spread that creativity that person has to a larger audience. And that's really my goal this year is how will I continue to get this in front of more people? Because I want to get Chad out there in front of everybody in the country. And I want to get his, you know, comic anthology out there in front of everybody. I want to get Keeley's jewelry in front of everybody. I want to get Matt's woodworking in front. Of, I mean, mm -hmm. he's a pretty big deal, but mm -hmm. like, um, getting all those people and then getting people like Alan and John and other Alan, you know, some of those people, they don't need us. Right. And, mm -hmm. but there's other people that come on that I think this is a cool platform to help grow their audience base. Yeah. And then flip side of that, I just said that, the, you know, somebody like Alan Newberry doesn't need us and he doesn't, but I think that we could be an avenue for somebody to discover blacksmithing. So yep. you never know how somebody's going to come to a thing. Right. And so if the more people that we reach out to, the more people that we get in front of, the more chance there is that some kid somewhere is going to hear that interview with Alan. And, and that'll be the moment that clicks in their head and says, Oh, I could do this. I could be, mm -hmm. I can have a, a forge in my garage, you know, with your parents' permission. Um, and then the second thing I'm super excited that, uh, I've actually been, working on building a podcast network. And so that's something that I'm working actively towards this year is building kind of the community in Fayetteville of just this. I'm really passionate about it and I really enjoy doing it. And so um, I'm actively putting together a platform that should allow for more things like this to be, I think, produced at a good quality um, And, and help kind of like cross pollinate, yeah. you know, the audiences cool. between things. Yeah. Um, High tides raise all boots. Yeah. Thing. It's really hard to find, Dude. you know, it's hard to find something that's here, good. right? Like, mm -hmm. and so finding another podcast that I really enjoy that's local to the area and how much you can kind of share and grow that. So I think that networking is going to be important this that's coming cool. year, but I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. So those are my main goals this year. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dodson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Tyler Orsack and Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.